Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, David Hevner is back with more End Times Investigations, and Greg Patton is living in today's world. If you're a new listener to Watchmen on the Wall, welcome. Be sure and request your free new listener pack. Call 1-800-652-1144. In the new listener pack, you'll receive the latest issue of our newsletter, The Prophetic Observer, and a free gift. Our free new listener pack is our way of saying welcome to Watchmen on the Wall. Get yours today. Call 1-800-652-1144. Author David Hevner is back to continue laying out with host Larry Spargimino the results of his End Times investigations. We are back with David Hevner, author of End Times Investigations. David Hevner has an amazing background. David's 35 years as a Hollywood filmmaker and his experience in mental health has granted him some unique insights into Satan, the human mind, and Bible prophecy. David, thank you for being on the show once again. Larry, it's good to be here as always. Thank you. Well, let's talk a little bit about New Age meditation. Sometimes it sounds so good, so peaceful. There's no sin. There's no condemnation. There's no scripture, as it were. And even in the church, it seems like meditation, New Age meditation, is a viable spiritual practice. And how does your book propose that the Antichrist will use meditation in his end-time plans? The church thinks that meditation is prayer. Meditation is not prayer. We can meditate on God, okay? What does that mean? We place our mind, our thoughts, our whole being, we meditate on God, on Scripture. But that is not prayer. Prayer is a communication. So the Antichrist in schools have very strategically and cleverly taken prayer out because they do not want you to communicate with the one true living God. The Antichrist doesn't want that. But he doesn't want to take it away because he'd get too much pushback. So what he's done is said, you know what, we're just going to go and let you meditate. They're taking prayer out, but meditation's okay. Now, the danger of this is that people just open their mind up. They're just letting spirits come in. And these are evil spirits that are coming into people's minds. Also, you have to remember, kids with other kids in school, they come from different backgrounds. You may have a kid that comes from a Muslim background, one that comes from a Mormon background, one that comes from other types of backgrounds that may not necessarily be in agreement with the God that you and I worship, okay? What does that tell you? What kind of spirits are floating around that can pop in these kids' minds that are, you know, of Christian families? So we've got to be very careful with this. I know a lot of parents, you know, they're very concerned about COVID-19 and they want their kids to wear a mask and so forth and take precautions and wash their hands on and on and on. But it seems to me that there are so many parents who are just blind to the fact that there are evil forces. I mean, we've got to take care of ourselves, worry about our health, but how about our spiritual health? And I see parents going to places with their kids that I feel is really a bad influence. And the fact that there are dark forces out there that parents have no idea are real. In other words, they're concerned about germs, but they don't even think that there are demon spirits. I think that's awful. 
Yeah, and we're coming into a time, Larry, where Jesus talked about lukewarm, you know, in Revelation. Yes. He said, whether you'd be hot or cold, because at least if you're hot or cold, you're not double-minded. You're going one direction. You're committing to not wanting to acknowledge me or love me at all. If you're hot, then you're with me. But the problem is lukewarm, you're in between. You go back and forth. You're wishy-washy. We're coming into a day where lukewarm is no longer acceptable to God. It's never been acceptable to God, but we're coming in to a time where people's backs are going to be up against the wall. They can't be lukewarm anymore. Mm-hmm. So I believe in these last days God's going to speak to his people, and they're going to have to listen, and they're going to have to not only listen, they're going to, have to take action. What does that mean? They're going to have to do the things we're talking about. They can't just sit in Sunday morning pew and think that God's okay with that, and that's all they have to do. Mm. So I think it's going to change. Do you think that evangelical churches are, by and large, doing what they should be doing, or evangelical pastors preparing people against deception, alarming people, training people in the arts of spiritual warfare, or are churches falling flat and just maybe centers of entertainment? Yeah, there's some pastors that are stepping up to the plate. There's some churches that step up to the plate, but for the most part, no. Again, it's the religious system. It's the apostate church. I can no longer excuse a preacher or a church for ignorance. You can't just keep doing that. So the reason is they weren't taught, and then the system doesn't allow a pastor to have the freedom that a pastor should have because the system says the pastor needs to operate within certain guidelines of the denomination, and also there's donors that they have to deal with, people that write those big fat checks. And so it's a system that, kind of like when Jesus walked the face of the earth with the synagogues and the Pharisees and scribes, it's a system that's gone awry, it's gone bad. And so the answer is no, they haven't. That's why this new church is arising. You're part of it, I'm part of it. We step out of the box and we start telling the truth. Based on your experiences in the entertainment industry, and of course you've had a lot of experience there, How can believers discern when they're dealing with, you call them programmed multiples? What do you mean by that, and how can we discern when that's a reality in our experience? In the world of mental health, which is where I originally came from, we called it DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder, meaning that people disassociate themselves with their true identity. It's a disorder. They have multiple personalities. In the spiritual world in which I operate now, we call it program multiple. The difference is between DID and program multiple is DID may not necessarily have had a programmer, someone with intentionally causing someone to have split personalities, whereas program multiples, in 99% of the cases, they are programmed by someone or a group for a specific purpose to do a specific thing at a specific time. And how we discern with program multiples is not through education. It's through the Holy Spirit guiding us spiritually. Because I'm not concerned about someone having multiple personalities, Larry. I'm concerned about these personalities having multiple demons. Mm. Okay? So until we learn demonic warfare and that we have the authority and power to cast out demons, we're not going to be able to do much with program multiples except sit there and look at them. Most program multiples have demons, and this is why you have to understand when you cast demon out of one personality, 
there may be another one you have to deal with. It's in the book, but it gets pretty complicated just to talk about it. Well, in your book, you describe what you call the satanic pyramid, and you talk about the four main systems of the pyramid and how the Antichrist will make use of these. Tell us about that. There's four of them. You've got the financial, you've got the cultural, you've got the political, you've got the religious system, okay? There's more, but these are the four main systems. The Antichrist is using each and every one of those systems for his agenda, okay? You can pick anything, Larry, you'd like to regarding the end times, and I can pick one of those four which the devil is using to get it across. For instance, he's using the Great Reset, this cashless society, which I think we're coming into in the next year. He's using the financial system, but he's also using the political system to pass laws that the financial system can have the freedom to use to implement a cashless society when it comes to pro-abortion laws, right? He's using the government system. Each and every system is used by the Antichrist for a specific purpose. Well, as I look at the headlines, of course, the war in the Ukraine is a big item, but I don't think I've ever seen the world come together in the way it has now. I mean, basically, of course, China, you've got Russia, you've got India, they seem to be on the side of Russia, but basically the entire world, whether you go to Africa, whether you go to different Asian countries, I mean, we see a unity that I've never seen before. President Zelensky seems to be a great leader, a great unifier. Do you think that this is really preparation for bringing us all together and destroying the nation state? Because Russia is a nation state. Russia has nuclear weapons. Russia can use chemical warfare. Is this a big plug for the New World Order? Is that what's going on now? Oh, absolutely. This is what has to happen for the Antichrist to be able to get across the agenda. You can't have an America, a Russia, a China against each other. You can't have countries divided. The Antichrist, he can't operate that way. Right. He's got to bring everyone together so it's all under one regime. The New World Order is already established. This is the manifestation of the New World Order. You're seeing it come into fruition. It just seems that this is such a nutcase scenario, if I may say that. For example, I'm reading in the newspapers, you know, we've got the problem with Russia. There's a concern about it going nuclear. You know, Russia can't lose its face. It's got to keep its face, and it may be forced to use nuclear weapons. And now Kim Jong-un in North Korea is talking about nuking South Korea. So it seems, once again, the lesson is, you can't have nation states with their own militaries. You need a one-world government to run the whole show. That's the only hope, according to them, for the human race. Absolutely. And remember, all you need is one political figure in each country to make that deal. Okay? Yeah. Imagine if you've got 12 major countries and you have 12 major players sitting at a table and they all are connected in an agreement with each other. Now you have the one world government. Yeah. I believe that the Ukraine, this whole thing, Russia, Ukraine, I don't believe for a moment it's really about what it is. I believe that it's a setup to allow this one world government to come into play. Mm. It's like playing chess. Yeah. You know, they made a move. They saw someone else make a move. 
but it's all going to end up checkmate when it comes to the one world government. Right. Well, what role then does the media play in facilitating and even politicizing, for example, certain medical agendas that most consider to be matters of private and personal choice? I mean, we see the government snooping into things that they shouldn't be snooping into, at least, you know, I'm kind of traditional, I'm biblical. But here there are these medical agendas like a medical kidnapping. Do you think the media is just imperceptibly moving us toward this kind of a draconian situation from which there seems to be no escaping? Yeah, well, remember, the media is just an eyepiece for the Antichrist. Everything we see is sculpted through the eye of the media, which is directed by the Antichrist. Okay, it doesn't matter what platform, except independent platforms like you have, like I have, that were not ruled by anything other than the Holy Spirit, you see. But when you get into, and I won't mention names, these news networks that have three letters in them, you're getting into corporations, you're getting into advertising, you're getting into the Antichrist system. They can't escape it. So therefore, what you see on television is sculpted very, very intelligently to get their message across. So I tell people, only believe about 2% of what you see on television. Mm, the rest of right. it is the agenda of the Antichrist. I know at the end of your book, you mentioned that 30 years ago, your 12-year-old cousin was tortured and murdered by four teenage girls. You said that that was much more than a murder. Yeah, I was just with Shanda, a little Shanda Sher, who is my cousin, a month before it happened, I can tell you right now that what you saw on the news, it's not that it was manipulated, but it was viewed from a carnal point of view. This was not a homicide. This was a sacrifice. And I go mm. through it in the book, step by step, of why I believe it was a sacrifice. And remember, I've lived with this for 30 years, so it's not something I just threw off the cuff. I really prayed about this. I examined it. I thought about it, and this is my conclusion. If it wasn't, I would not have put it in the book. Mm. Most of these killings you see are sacrifices. They're not just killings. Just like Roy Radin, who had 13 bullet holes in the back of the head on Friday the 13th. He was murdered, and the Bible was open to the 13th book of Isaiah. This is by design. 13 is one of the devil's numbers they like to use. So, yeah, Larry, you have to look at it from spiritual eyes. Yeah, I think this invisible world or this inner world is very real. But I'm wondering, you know, you raised the issue of the Nephilim. Do you think the Nephilim are among us today, or do you think there's going to be another inbreaking of what happened in Genesis 6-4 and that passage? I'm one of the ones who takes that very literally. I think these were angels, and I believe, you know, you don't have... God-fearing people mating or marrying people who don't believe in God producing giants. I think this is an unusual situation. And furthermore, I think there was a sin back then that was so heinous. I mean, there's always been sin. There's always been murder. There's always been adultery. But something was happening that was so ugly, so hateful to God that he destroyed the world by a flood. And I think it was the kind of genetic manipulation that we read about in Genesis 6. How about your comments on that? First of all, the Nephilim does exist. I have preachers tell me, oh, that's it. No, no, sorry, read Genesis, it does. The question is, 
do they exist today? Did the seed of the Nephilim make it through the flood? And I talk about that in my TV series, David Heaven Investigates. The short answer is, yes, I believe they are here today. I've actually encountered them. I've seen them. I've witnessed it. The seed of the Nephilim did make it through the flood, which I talk about in this series. They are being used for the Antichrist agenda, especially as this man. They're in the system now. They're all getting prepared for this great, you might say, disclosure. Mm, Wow. You know, when I think of all that's going on, I think of UFO sightings, when I think of the witchcraft, when I think of young people having their minds polluted and corrupted, when I see good families breaking apart. In fact, I love to read George Barna, and it's amazing. You know, some of the evil things in the world, like divorce, like pornography, it's just about as common in the church as it is in the world. And I think that really says something to me. In fact, I have some knowledge of some churches. They're really having some really wicked things going on in local churches. So this reminds me that what you're talking about, David, end times investigations, hey, this is real, even in the so-called house of God. First Peter 4.17 says that judgment must begin at the house of God. And I think this is the reason. Amen. It is. And this is why shows like yours is so important, because God is reaching out to his people through people like you to let them know what it is they need to be aware of. Be not deceived. That's what Jesus talked about. Amen. Amen. Well, David Heavener and I could go on talking for hours. Friends, what you've heard and much, much more is in the book, End Times Investigations. David, once again, thank you for so much of your labor, your time on these two shows, and especially your book. Thank you, Larry. God bless you. Our featured resource today is David Hevner's book, End Times Investigations. How is the entertainment business connected with satanic ritual abuse, witchcraft, and programmed multiples? What is the Hollywood mind control machine, and who is the deep state's new media partner? Find out the shocking answers to these and many other questions in the book, End Times Investigations. Order End Times Investigations today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. On today's Living in Today's World, Pastor Greg Patton tells how he rode with many police officers in his TV career over the years and talked to several of them about Jesus. Make sure to listen up because this story is special. Let me ask you, have you ever had someone who you have led to Christ tell others that it was, in this case, Greg Patton that saved me? And you know what they mean. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that he that winneth souls is wise. Who led you to Christ or saved you? Of course, Jesus Christ is the Savior, and you were the instrument that God used to get that person to him. I was thinking recently about someone who saved my wife, this side of heaven. I had opportunity over the years as a television newsman, as a reporter, as a chief photographer in one case of being able to ride with the city police and the county and the Indiana State Police. I made many friends both before and after salvation. 
I recall one man that I had a great deal of interest in, just seemed like a really kind state trooper, by the name of Dennis Gilliam. I enjoyed riding shotgun with him time and time again, carrying my camera, and oftentimes got some real scoops in our area with news stories being there on the scene first. Denny and I talked a lot about things, and one of those things that I wanted to bring up was Jesus Christ. I kept inviting him to church a great deal of the time. One of those things that came to mind recently was how he saved my wife's life. Not exactly sure of all the details, but I know that something was happening. She was having a problem with her throat, and it was closing up, and one particular night it got really bad, and she hit the panic button, and so did I. She was choking, and I was concerned I was going to lose her. Dennis Gilliam, the state trooper, lived down the street in Roanoke, Indiana, and before I knew it, there he was in our kitchen. And I'm not exactly sure even how he did that, but he got her settled down and relieved in such a way that the panic was gone, and she was able to breathe, very shallow at first, but then recovered. She, to this day, credits Trooper Dennis Gilliam with saving her life. So, what's the rest of the story? Well, I guess you could say in some ways, maybe I saved him. Well, I continued to witness to Denny and invite him to church. I think he grew up in the Methodist church. And I rode, and we would talk about this and that. And I think he came to church, maybe Sunday school, worship service. And I just kept praying, God, this is a great guy. I'd love to see him trust Jesus Christ as Savior. So I'm working one day, Channel 21, the ABC News affiliate here in Fort Wayne, doing what I normally do. And he called. And was I shocked? He said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm getting ready to go out and do another story. He said, I'm ready. Excuse me? I'm ready. Okay? I mean, I'm ready to trust Jesus Christ as Savior. I said, right now? You know how it is that some what? Plant and some water and some reap? Well, I worked very hard at the planting and the watering part, and I so wanted to be the one to lead him to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, God has different plans, and every one of those parts, by the way, is very, very important. I thought, no, Lord, not now. In my heart, I know I was thinking that, and I didn't know what to do because he meant right now. Meet me right now so we can talk about the Lord Jesus Christ and me going to heaven. Can you imagine? Well, I did the next best thing I could do. I called my pastor out in Roanoke. Dr. James Bachman, senior pastor of Roanoke Baptist Church. I called him. I said, hey, preacher, you're not going to believe it, but that guy I've been talking to about the Lord, that trooper, says that he's ready to get saved now. Can you imagine? In some ways, I was thinking, this is just not fair. Have you? I know. I was in the flesh. Pastor said, hey, I'll drop what I'm doing. Where can we meet? I said, I'll get back with you. I got back with Dennis. He said, hey, how about the steakhouse there? Lucky steer and time corners. I said, that'll be fine. What time? He gave me the time. I called Pastor back, and oh, it was great. Pastor met him there, talked to him. He said it was one of the easiest times he ever had leading someone to Christ because, again, Dennis was so ready to trust Jesus Christ as Savior. So he talked to him about the Lord, and yes, indeed, right there at the table, over lunch, Dennis Gilliam 
trusted Jesus Christ as Savior. Isn't that fantastic, my friend? Dennis was in our church on Sunday, and that was just a super reminder of our past together. He gave me a New Testament that I have to this day, and on the front he wrote, You, and here we go, You planted the seed, and I reaped eternal life. Oh, my friend, he that when his souls is wise, and he that gets that person, or she that gets that person, to get to the point of accepting Christ as Savior, yeah, you're wise too. Trust me on that one, my friend. Oh, and maybe we can call this one the rest of the rest of the story. This is so good. Oh, what happened? This is so exciting. In addition to leading Dennis to Christ, there was a couple at the next table listening to all of this, if you can imagine. And when Denny prayed and there were some congratulations from Pastor Bachman, this guy leaned over and said, hey, could we do that? <laughs> and so pastor led them to the Lord Jesus Christ. I just love stories like that. Have you heard any recently to top that? Oh, my friend, that's what we're here for, isn't it? We are to, and our purpose in life is to represent the Lord Jesus Christ and glorify him in any way we possibly can. I am always asking the question and telling others, here's what we need to do. Regardless of what's happening to you today, and you might be in some problem area. You might be distressed today. The thing that we should ask is, God, how can I best glorify you in this situation that I'm in right now? That really is your purpose in life. How can I best glorify God in this situation that I'm in? So many times I've not known what to say, what to do. I've leaned so heavily on the Holy Spirit of God and said, you must be my guide in this one. And he has directed my thoughts many times in a way I would not go. And I have been able to lead so many people to Christ with that program, my friend. Yet we need to be a good testimony. We need to be a good witness. We need to be looking for people who need Jesus. Invite them to church. Let the preacher lead them to the Lord Jesus Christ. He that winneth souls is wise. And some do the planting and some do the watering and some do the reaping. And I'm sure that you have been in all three of those stages, or maybe a combination, to get that person to the Lord. To this very day, we meet on Saturday mornings. Denny and I and some other guys, we have a Saturday morning breakfast together and rejoice in the things of God. And that's something, my friend, we have become now lifelong friends, and we're going to walk those streets of gold together someday. There are just so many stories living in today's world, and this has been one. Are you a Christian? If your answer is yes, then you are in a real war, a spiritual war involving deadly satanic deception. Can you discern truth amidst a sea of Satan's lies? 35 years' experience as a singer-songwriter and filmmaker in Hollywood, along with a solid background as a social worker, granted unique insight to David Hevner, whose eyes have been opened to a sinister agenda affecting us all. In his book, End Times Investigations, Hevner reveals the schemes of the enemy during this rapidly emerging Antichrist system. Order your copy of End Times Investigations today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online, swrc.com. 
Tomorrow, we visit with prophecy teacher Rob Linstead and we'll wrap up the series Jewish Roots of Christianity with Larry Stamm. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Get all the details about this weekend's Wichita, Kansas Prophecy Conference by visiting the events page of our website, swrc.com. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.